I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence, and I'm joined by Rob Shaw, who is the CFO of EML Payments, a Brisbane-based business. Uh, Rob, let's begin with how you describe the company, reloadable to platform. What do you mean by a reloadable to platform business? Well, we're a fintech. We, we provide the back-end solutions to other fintech providers. So we try to provide an end-to-end service. So we focus on all the things really behind the user that the company might need. So if you're setting up a digital neobank in Spain, you would need issuance capabilities. We would take care of that. You'd need processing capabilities. We'd take care of that. And we'd take care of all the API integrations to help you make that platform, that solution that you're trying to offer your consumers viable. So we're, we're the back office providers. What generally our customers focus on is the consumer experience. So they focus on delivering their customers, their consumers, a fantastic outcome. And we, we concentrate on making that easy for them. So you're, you're the little engine that could, that makes it all happen, that the consumers don't see, but it, you, you, you run the back office for the bank or the neobank. That's entirely right. We're, in, we're, we're wholly B2B. And we generally are very happy to be white labelled and providing our technology to other people to market them with their own brands. So what's the strategy behind the company? You've got a three-year plan at the moment. How's that working? Yeah, so we've got a three-year project called Project Accelerator, which is our strategy for the next three years. Uh, and it's about bringing more technology to our customers to enable their growth and enable our growth. And so that could be partnering with other people. We're not adverse to partnerships. We don't feel like we have to do everything ourselves. But it's also investing in our own technology to try and make it easier to do business with us and to make it easier for our customers to do business. So what do we mean by that? If you're a fintech and you're selling a new solution in Spain, we want to help you get to market quicker. So if that means that we can help provide you open banking technology to go with your payments solution, then we'd like to do that. If that means you'd like to offer a microcredit, then we can do that through one of our partners, assessing the data uh, and giving that, that, that functionality, making that functionality available to our customers. And so we're trying to bring that platform together to really help our customers be more successful. That's the essence of Project Accelerator is to make it, uh, make it an easier and a better payments experience and to provide more technology to, uh, to our customers. In terms of how you've been dealing with your customers, I have to ask, given the world we live in at the moment, how much of an impact has the pandemic had on how you do business and the volume of business you're doing? Yeah, it's been a really interesting time. <laughs> <I'm incredibly laughs> That's a long way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's actually been, in terms of the sales opportunities, uh, in terms of you know bringing new products to market, it's actually been a catalyst. I think people have realized that cash is dead, that there's far more that you can do with an elegant payment solution to meet the needs of what, you know, of, of what they're looking for. And it's actually accelerated a lot of opportunities and it's brought a lot of things to market quicker. So we've seen that the average time it might take from you know, start of initial contact through the program launch has probably improved by at least 30, 35% in terms of customers moving quicker. Uh, and being driven to actually focus and get it done. We're certainly spending no, no time traveling. So there's a lot more Zoom meetings. 
which yeah, you'd think would have an impact in terms of launching programs, but it hasn't. I mean, I think we've we've all adapted to doing business via Zoom and, and via via Teams meetings. And I think people have been very resilient in, in getting that done and, um, and getting the job done for our customers and delivering great service. Is disruption still the watchword or have we moved past disruption to a, a, a more mature phase? You always hesitate with buzzwords, but I think it is absolutely a very disruptive period of time for payments. And you're seeing that across lots of different parts of the sort of payments ecosphere. You're seeing a quantum shift even at the moment towards digital and mobile. I mean, a mobile phone is, a, is a, an absolute everyday part of our life. It's continuously on your person. And that's gone all the way through the payment sector. So digital payments have always, we, we started down the path of making sure that all of our programs had access to mobile payments several years ago. And what we've seen during COVID is that was a disrupting event that actually pushed people to move away from plastic cards even faster. That aligns with our corporate goal to eliminate plastic cards from, you know, in terms of a polluting event and actually better for the environment. So um, there's plenty of different pieces of disruption still happening, both whether that be card and mobile, whether that be open banking. There's plenty of disruption still to come from payments. What's the biggest challenge you worry about for the business? For me, it's uh, just the sheer complexity of the number of different pieces. We operate in uh, 28 different countries around the world and, you know, payments is inherently very complicated. And so it's really making sure that we deliver the best service. We make sure that everything is working perfectly at all times. And we, you know, everything's smooth for our customers because when you're working with a fintech, you know, it's harder. You know, the customers expect more. They expect a better service delivery than you would do from your mainstream bank because otherwise, why would you work with a fintech? You know, you, you want more. You want that disruption. And you want that better service. Uh, and so that's what we have to deliver with all times. You say that people want a better service from a fintech than from a mainstream bank, but are the banks themselves not responding as well? I think they're responding, but they're responding very slowly in most cases. I think uh, banks have got... A lot of challenges in terms of very complicated legacy back office platforms that that make it very hard for them to move swiftly and dynamically. They've got challenges of having uh, an established, expensive physical retail branch network that make it difficult. So I think you'll see the banks evolve to be perhaps less retail focused. I think you'll see certainly a lot of neo banks will provide a really elegant solution in your palm of your hand that offer much more functionality than your mainstream bank. I don't think the banks will be too disappointed. I think they'll be still providing the capital behind that. They've got the big balance sheets to provide them. And I think uh, there's, there's certainly space in the market for everybody. I find what it's interesting about what you just said is that you think banks will move away from the retail space. But most of the innovation we've seen, most of the development we've seen in fintech has been in the retail space. It's only in more recent times, in, and by more recent times, I mean that literally the last 18 months or so, that the focus has moved to, to the corporate banking sphere. Yeah, I think both sides of it are probably right for a lot of improvements along the way. I think the consumer experience in banking has been fairly average and the actual development of that has taken a long time. Um, and really, it's been um, the near banks that have perhaps prompted any kind of movement from the bank's to improve the service offering, they've certainly disrupted that. I think the banks are responding. And I think probably a new wave as well, as you say, it's going to start focusing on the corporate banking environment. I think the corporate banking is probably stickier 
uh, and harder to move, corporates generally take longer to make those decisions to make a change in the banking because there's, there's so many other touch points in terms of system integrations that don't exist for a consumer. But that presumably does present you as EML payments with a further opportunity. Absolutely. I mean, we um, look at it as that's generally our customer's model. From our point of view, we're providing a payment solution, a payments platform, if you like, for bringing all of these pieces together. We deal with people who focus on corporate customers and we deal with people who focus on consumers, you know, a whole different raft of different solutions around the world in thousands of different programs. We process around about 20 billion a year in, in payments volumes across lots of different programs. And so we see plenty of opportunity uh, for further growth. We're still a small player in the payment space. Rob Shaw of EML Payments in Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. Thank you very much indeed.